0: The stream open on the side, just in case.
1: You are live. Okay, view on YouTube. Continue. Um, I think we here, guys. The stream open on the side, just in case. Yeah. You are live. You had to mute we, that. Okay, view on YouTube. We yeah, here, guys. All right. Um, I think I should share this. Uh, link out. On Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We are here. Okay. By the Why podcast episode two. Welcome everybody. We have I'm, I'm joined by I'm Kaushik, go by KVR two eight two three. I'm joined by my buddy Nash from Tesla and the gong. All the way from Australia. I'm joined by two very special guests for this episode: Um, Glenn from Canada and Mark from the US. Awesome. Thank you for being here, guys. I appreciate you taking the time on a on a a Saturday to be with us and uh, discuss this super topic that we're all excited about. Sunday early morning for me, (laughs) and Sunday early morning morning for you. (laughs) Ten o'clock. All right. (laughs) Okay, so the topic of today's discussion is Autopilot and FSD beta, because FSD beta is is here. And uh, Mark has got first and secondhand experience with the beta, sitting in a vehicle recently. Um, I think it was the 2020.40.12 or 8.12 or something.
2: Something like that, yeah. Something would- like that.
1: Because I think they released the dot thirteen last night or something, right?
2: Yeah, it was. It was on Monday, this Monday. So yeah. I think it's before the latest update, before this last one.
1: Awesome! I, I love how Tesla just releases everything at nighttime, like people are having dinner and then they release an update and they, here you go. All You right. <laughs> all go running out to, to our cars. Yeah, uh,
0: our, our family is looking at us like, what? What is happening here? <laughs> like, software update. Software update.
1: I'll be back exactly. Tomorrow. Well, at least now we can tell the world that the car can drive itself. At least it's starting yeah. to, right? Yeah. right? Um, yeah. So that's Absolutely. super exciting. Awesome. The, the, so, first,
0: the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that video uh, where John and um, uh, and Raj went out for the drive that's the first one I watched. The first thing that came to my mind was that scene from from Back to the Future where you know uh, Doc Brown says this is a let- red letter day in the history of science, and he puts the time when he invents time machine. But I think this is the time when we can finally say a car a production car drove itself on, on unmarked roads. Uh, absolutely. I was, I was yeah. stoked. I was absolutely stoked.
3: The thing that really got me was the, uh, the unrehearsed reactions that they had. Yes. Yes. That you was know? so good. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait till I get to experience that myself for the first time. Mm.
1: Yeah. We all. Hashtag FSD Beta Canada. <laughs> uh, let's straight away, right off the bat. F- FSD Oz as
0: well, please. Thanks. Is
1: that is that right? Is that what it's called in Australia? FSD Oz?
0: Oz, yeah. Oh, we like oh, to oh, have oh, it. Hashtag FSD Oz.
1: Yeah, we got to make that trending on Twitter. All right. Yeah. So um, what we've done is uh, to structure this podcast and to make sure that we have some sort of a, an agenda that we can work through uh, so that the, the viewers get the best bang for their buck while spending their time. We basically uh, put together the history of Autopilot and we're going uh, to basically talk to Mark and we're going to check with him how the FSD beta is tackling these um, or enhancing um, these features. Because Tesla has been good enough to slip small things over time to us, enhancing our experience with autopilot. And uh, now they have this massive um, uh, software dump that's supposed to revolutionize everything. Um, so it's exciting. All right. Mother Frunker is in the house.
0: <laughs> all right, remember,
1: thanks for joining thanks for joining thanks everybody all right um what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna share my screen here and
0: this looks awesome this, is a, this looks super professional It's super awesome yeah
1: awesome i think it's a it's a good step up from episode one yeah definitely all right Once again, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Glenn, for taking the time.
3: My pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Yes, absolutely.
1: All right. We're going to start with Mark. What do we drive? Mark, can you just take us through your Tesla, just give us a brief introduction?
2: Yes, so I have the Midnight Silver Metallic Model 3 Performance, and I got it in early 2019. It's a December 2018 build. and I originally bought it with Enhanced Autopilot when that was offered, and then shortly after, added full self-driving when they had a deal. Nice. And this picture is taken at one of the Tesla owners' East Bay meetups right near the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. So um, there was another event actually today, but there have been some fun events. So I'm up to 43,000 miles on mine right now. So Ooh. in under two years, and I before this, I had a Mazda 3. So kind of similar naming, but a completely different car. And that, I was driving like 6,000 miles a year. So this at least like four times more than I'm used to driving. Granted, I'm autopilots doing a lot of the work, but I've definitely enjoyed the whole ride.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you're putting pedal to the metal. Have a performance model three, man, come on.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, every signal, every stop sign, you have to do that if you're at the front. Yeah,
1: yeah. It'd be nice if you could actually pull up your uh, side mirror while you're doing that. It kind of kind of blowing that invisible smoke into the gas vehicle's face, hey. Eh?
2: <laughs> well, you did get much Oh wow. So I won't kick any rocks back at people. No.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Awesome. Thanks for that, Mark. Beautiful vehicle. I think it's midnight silver metallic represent here. When nice. is MSM 2?
3: This is a uh, Rosanante, named after the uh, the infamous spaceship in the uh, book series and the television series, uh, The Expanse. Uh, this was taken. I've had it, uh, it since 2018, September 2018. It was probably one of the first all-wheel drive uh, Model Threes in Calgary, and uh, this was taken about a year ago, uh, just after I had the Stealth PPF put on it. So. Um, it was nice and shiny and uh, it took a very nice photo and, and I have that as my background on one of my computers. Looks absolutely awesome. Great. Thank That's
1: you. what stealth means. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just had no idea what people meant when they said uh, white on white, stealth. I just had no clue and I didn't know enough. I didn't want to ask. Nah, uh, stealth. I, I stealth. I just feigned ignorance and I just yeah. continued. But thanks, good to know um and the viewers know as well now awesome awesome um just a little bit of background i think glenn was my first tesla buddy in town that's right uh, yeah and uh every time i see this car on the road it's just magic like i know glenn's glenn's driving (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right glenn your video is stuck for some reason um am i oh yeah is is it okay on the youtube stream
3: no, it stuck. Um, it's stuck. No, no. Is my audio okay? Your audio oh, is fine.
1: Me. Your, your video is stuck though. Oh, let me... All right. Uh... There we go. Nash, you're up next.
0: <laughs> right here. This is um, my, three model, uh, my three Tesla's. Uh, the Model X is Superman. And um, the Model S is Wonder Woman. So it's a his and her car. My mm. wife and I both drive Tesla's. Uh, we've been blessed. We, we we worked hard for it. Uh, we worked for about three four years to get it in, uh, and we had um, very important reasons. My uh, my daughter is a childhood asthmatic, and we just couldn't find what was causing her the allergies. And then we narrowed it out down, down to the um, uh, fuel fumes. So ever since we went all EV, uh, we have not had to look back. Um, so it's it's been it's been very good. Um, and uh, the inspiration is because Superman and Wonder Woman are the ultimate. Uh, superhero comic pair ever Um, i know i know a lot of marvel fans are out there but i'm a i'm an old schooler dc fan so it's superman and wonder woman for me um the amazonian princess as they call her and and the model 3 is actually an investment so uh it is to get more bums on seats as we call it here as, as we say here in australia uh so it's called tesla gong one and it's an investment and i'm now exclusively renting it out via a platform called ev.com.au, very similar to Turo in the U.S. Um, so I do not have that car with me here. It's in Canberra and somebody or the other is always renting it out. Uh, and um, I, I place all my FSD, uh, 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 sorry, not, not FSD, the supercharger credits on the car so that people who hire the car don't have to pay for superchargers either. So it's at the lowest cost, possible cost, um, at, so I'm just renting it out for break-even cost just to get more bums on seats. And I hope to get more and more, 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 more Model Threes so that I get more people uh, to try the uh, cars and then buy them eventually. Fingers crossed.
1: That's awesome, Nash. I mean, that's fantastic of you to actually get a vehicle solely with the purpose of uh, of renting it out to get more bums and seats. I mean, that's that's awesome.
0: I did it right. on a hunch, to be honest. And people have been yeah. extremely kind, I must say. People who are hiring hiring the car. been so kind they've taken the car they've taken care of of it like they're taking care of their own cars um and uh i have converted uh, four people so i'm i'm happy it's a it's a happy journey so i bought the car in in june of this month uh june of last year but since june uh i've been having sorry june of uh, this year sorry it's june of this year so since june that car has been doing its rounds uh in canberra and sydney circuit so it's
1: good fun Awesome. You know the, that's a great idea. I mean, especially for I mean, uh, you know, to Michael's point in the comments as well. Uh, for people with respiratory disorders, yeah, um, yeah, to be yeah. able to, you know, it'd be fantastic if Tesla were to be able to be able to add that HEPA filter in all its different sizes
0: you know, yeah.
1: in all the vehicles and upcharge the customers. That's fine, but at least it blocks out ninety-nine point nine percent. It's hospital grade and yeah, um, absolutely a, worldwide. Every you know, all countries have different natures of issues. You know, yeah. And, I have, being...
0: I have to add one point. I mean, I'm not to not not to be a, a tearjerker here. So my daughter used to suffer for for years on years on years. We just couldn't find what was happening, and we used to travel with uh, handheld uh, uh, ventilators uh, because we didn't know when the attack would come. Um, and ever since we went to EV two years ago, we've had uh, she's been completely symptom free, completely symptom free. So should we have a question no, yeah. on the front. <laughs> no, there's no no there's no particular order. Uh, the 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 S is parked on the left because you can see the door just behind there. Um, so the S is parked there because the Mrs. gets in uh, gets the preference. So it's the Mrs. car is closest to the door. Uh, I get to park anywhere. I get to park anywhere away from the door. <laughs> so that is why it's parked away. Very All good. All right. Answer. Yeah, so so you uh, know, happy life, happy wife, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Perfect.
1: All right, great. Okay, so this is uh, my vehicle. The Japanese call it "Dinames." Um, at least that's the pronunciation in the uh, the anime Double O Gundam, which I've uh, been a fan of for a long time, um, and uh, it just made sense because. Um, this is a twenty twenty model Y and come with FSD. Um, the reason for the naming behind this vehicle was uh, think of Gundams as mobile armor suits. There are four Gundams. Each one has its own function. I picked this one because it is the only one with a small little AI called Haro that basic that's job is to protect the uh the the operator of the gundam whose name is lock on stratos because he can lock on to a target from the stratosphere uh from enemy 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 the ai reminded me a lot of autopilot whose job is to basically get us from point a to point b with fsd beta uh safely so that was the inspiration um i was thinking of naming it after one of the transformers but uh, oh. <laughs> the of reference. I think the next Tesla will be a Transformer
0: name. Anyway. Um, okay, uh, Pat... Cybertruck. Very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. I, I, I thought uh, I I wanted to name the Model 3 uh, after uh, uh, an anime series as well, a Japanese anime series. I'm not sure if you guys know of Messenger Z. It is a no. very, very old 1987, 1988. Absolutely awesome series. I loved it. Uh, Messenger Z, and I wanted to want, I wanted to name my Model Three as Messenger Z, but then I decided, okay, Tesla Gong One, and then fingers crossed if I get another one, it'll be Tesla Gong Two, Three, Four. I hope I get twenty. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'll be awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've had my Model Three, uh, Model Y, sorry, uh, for about three and a half months. I just hit the ten thousand kilometer mark, and um, so far so good. Uh, no complaints. I actually went uh, traded in my Model Three SR Plus. That i had last year for the model y because it just made sense for me and my family but um hats off to elon and uh and to tesla um i think this is going to be a real fast seller and uh, i can see why now <clears throat> anyway moving on autopilot 2019 let's go we had um 2019, September 26th is when Tesla announced b 10 that came with all these new and happy features for Tesla customers with the FSD package and without the FSD package. Um, I think it was Glenn and I, we we woke up in the middle of the night when it was smart summon time. I think Glenn posted a tweet at 2 a.m. or something. Uh,
3: in the parking lot was, of Canadian Tire.
1: Yes, that is correct. Or co-op, co-op. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's
3: Canadian Tire.
1: Is that right? Okay. Um anyway, so here's the new things that were introduced in uh, back almost more than a year ago. Mark, you're up. <clears throat> what do you see? What do you see today? How exciting is it to oh. uh to see the beta?
2: There's probably like three different sections that I saw. So one was in your like in your neighborhood type thing. It was I would say that was where it was the most impressive from what I saw. I mean, it's still in beta, keep that in mind, but like it was able to do a lot of things that at least autopilot can't do right now uh, in production. So first of all, you could start autopilot anywhere. So you didn't you didn't have to have like a lane line, you don't have to be moving, you don't have to do anything. You just turn on autopilot and it just does what it's going to do. And then also, uh, it always um, was aware of where the center line was, even when there was no paint on there. So. It looks like it was really aware of the sidewalks or the barriers so that from there it could deduce what the line was, um, even when it was there was no line on the road. It also wasn't afraid of like going over the center line if it needed to. So like in a really uh, packed street where maybe there's it's only three cars wide and there's cars parked on either side, it was really comfortable either waiting for a car coming the other direction to go through or going ahead and making it through there pausing where there's an opening for the other car to go through and then continuing. So it did that really well. And um, it was also really uh, like cautious. So it was able to stop when it came to like a T intersection, look both ways and then go all in a neighborhood setting. So that I thought was really um, impressive and it avoided any kind of obstacle. So if some cars were sticking out more, some cars were sticking out less, there was a case where we had a person and a dog in the road just you're not moving but just there and the car clearly moved out of the way to give them some space and then kept going um it was it didn't go over the speed limit um so it maintained that which is common to autopilot today anyways Um, but was really impressive in the neighborhoods i think i don't know if that's where they're doing a lot of testing but it like really didn't encounter any issues in neighborhoods And then that's kind of the first section. The second section was um, because John from Tesla and Silicon Valley was really um, gracious with his time. So he just kept plugging in different destinations all around town. And we just kept, okay, let's try this and let's try that. So we started in residential. We went to the downtown area, which you can imagine is quite a bit busier. And it really didn't have any issues. I mean, it did left turns, right turns. Um, It stopped when there was stop signs as you would expect and then it's not like you had to do any kind of confirmation like you have to right now it just waited if there was a car going it waited for that or it just went after it made a complete stop same with signals too um so it also was able to see pedestrians and in a few cases we had it wait for pedestrians on the sidewalk also pedestrians walking across a crosswalk we were turning left and they were crossing and the car waited until they finished crossing before it went wow
0: Wow. That's awesome.
2: That's awesome. I'd say one of the biggest differences that I noticed was the visualization, even though we know they changed it to be a little bit boxier, it was all real time, which I think the current autopilot is a little bit delayed, but it was all real time and it saw everything. So it had no issues um, like seeing things. It saw debris. It saw people, dogs. I mean, it didn't visualize them as a dog, but it just saw there's an object here. It's moving. It's in front of me all that kind of stuff awesome and other vehicles so the downtown went pretty well um i would say it maybe one of the areas where it could improve a little bit was some of the areas of the downtown were a little bit older Mm. so like it maybe stopped a little bit early for the signal and then when it continued um it had to go forward a little bit more and then make a right turn for example into like a really thin street so still able to do that but it's just um I don't know if it was a confidence level or just took it more cautiously, which mm. maybe, maybe people might do too. But um, some area that I could see them making it a little bit more human-like in the future. And Now,
0: then, I, yeah, go ahead. Mark, I have to ask this question because otherwise, my, my Aussie mates are going to kill me. How does how does FSD work uh, in in the roundabouts? Because we have roundabouts for every thirty seconds here. <laughs> we have roundabouts everywhere. We have we have roundabout. And then we, we drive for exactly 30 seconds and we have another roundabout. And then another 30 seconds, we have like 10 roundabouts. And we're just we just, we just roundabouting everywhere.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't think we actually encountered one. I don't know if that was just kind of dumb luck or not. We did oh, okay. yield right turns, which that's not really a roundabout, but it's okay. kind of similar where you uh, would have to look at, you know, oncoming traffic on the left and then you make your right turn sure. which you to slow down for. So we did encounter that, uh-huh. but there weren't a ton of roundabouts where we were. So I didn't really get to see that.
0: Ah, okay. And and what about uh, what about hilly terrain? Uh, so so we have we have a very hilly terrain here in most of our roads. Um, uh, most of our estates are either in in at the top of the hill or at the bottom of the hill. So we had to go up the hill before we reach uh, the exit of the estate. What we call them estate. Does that estate make sense to you? Estate is uh, the. Highway, yeah. No, no. Estate is the place where. The, the houses are how? What is the estate? Residential. Yeah, residential residential area. So each residential area is called an estate. So we have to go up the res, up the hill to to the end of the estate, and then we take the exit from the estate to reach the highway. So how yeah. does how does FSD work on on a hilly, hilly terrain?
2: So it did completely fine, and there was actually kind of a similar scenario where it was coming from a residential area, and then it had to turn at a stop sign to the right had to turn on to in oncoming traffic, um, which was going like, let's say 45 miles per hour. So maybe 60 kilometers per hour, something like that. That's
0: just, yeah, that's good. That's impressive speed, yeah.
2: So it stopped completely and there were cars coming and it waited for all of those, which I don't know how I could see that. I mean, it's kind of hard to see. I was in the middle seat of the Model X, but it stopped, waited, maybe like three cars went by. There was another car really far in the distance and it still decided, okay, this is safe to do. It took the right turn. And it took it pretty uh, confidently. So, like a human might kind of just ease into it and then maybe make the other car slow down for them. But this just mm-hmm. got right up to speed and was able. That was probably one yeah. of the most important ones because sometimes people kind of like cut each other off. But yeah. Yeah. Car was able to make a complete stop, wait really when it was not safe to go. And then once it was safe, it took the turn, which that. Um, there's not like the current autopilot definitely does not do that. So that was a huge change. Okay. You never really, like, I would say the difference between current autopilot is you're pretty, if you've driven with autopilot a lot, you pretty much know, like these are the parameters. At most it's gonna like do a lane change, something like that. Right, okay, Otherwise, change, okay, It pretty much stays in its lane. This one was kind of like, all the possibilities are out there. Like it can decide, like, you don't know, is it gonna go, is it not gonna go? It just doesn't.
0: Ooh. Is it, is it more tentative than not, or how does it, how does it work?
2: Uh, I would say it's not more tentative. The only time when I saw it was a little bit more tentative was when there were uh, a lot of cars on the road. That's when it was like, okay, I'll make a slower decision. But when there were, like, clear breaks between vehicles, it was like, okay, this is a very confident move. I'm just going to go and do it.
0: Nice. Okay, that's nice. So but that is scary too, isn't it? That is scary
2: uh, too. I was, yeah, I was not really sure what to think initially because, I mean, I'd only seen the videos on YouTube. Okay. And I was like, okay, this looks really cool. And then I got there, I was like, I'm not used to autopilot making these decisions for me. Was yeah, little,
0: I know. I'm, it's a little unnerving, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but it did <clears throat> definitely make them safely. So I wasn't really worried from that perspective. I just like, I've never seen autopilot do that before and it just did it.
0: Now, wh- what really... Came to my mind when I saw the first one of the first uh, videos of autopilot is um, uh, I'm not I'm, I'm sure you, most of you guys have watched uh, Westworld so Westworld season three uh, so it's set in the future and they have these autonomous cars oh they are look they look amazing and I was like the cars make the decisions to weave between traffic and I was like wow if the FSD does that that is that'll be just
2: phenomenal. From what I saw, I mean, it looks like it's constantly making decisions in real time. So like more so than what current autopilot does. So this was like, like there was a few scenarios where there were some construction and there were some cones on the road and it clearly you could feel the car turning a little bit more just to avoid the cone area and then create almost like create a new lane for it to um, mm, mm, follow yeah. through the cone. Yeah. So not yeah. following the lines on the road, but following the cones, which is what a human should do. Um, but cones. like that's unheard of like autopilot doesn't do that right now
0: yes that's true the current auto, autopilot will completely fail at those at those instances yeah that's that's awesome yeah construction roads we have we have a lot of construction roads here and we have we're we lined by cones i mean the, the roads are right, lined by the lanes are lined by cones so that's really cool if it does that if it really does oh that's awesome yeah i, I saw a couple of videos i think um Kim's video was there out there, which, which showed the, the cone, the navigation through the cones. That's, that was really awesome too.
2: So we definitely ran into a few cone scenarios and it was really uh, clear that the car was aware of it and that it was making space for it. Mm. So that yeah. definitely added some confidence to me who had never experienced it before, because mm. if it had gotten like current autopilot, um, it would probably prompt you with a message saying, do you want Take to move, yes. move a lane oh. over? Yeah. Or in the case where, yeah, it's cutting off a lane, like you need to take over. So this yeah. this didn't really stumble at all in the cone area. So that was definitely a plus.
0: Okay. One thing I last one, one last sorry. question. Sorry, sorry. Glenn, Glenn, no, no, Glenn, no, no, sorry. no, no. Go ahead. One last question is I'm not sure if you if you've seen this ever. There is a very interesting turn in Melbourne. Particularly, it is very specific to Melbourne. It's called the hook turn. So if you want to take the right, so so we are we are we drive on we we, we drive on the right side. Uh, sorry, the we have the steering wheel on the right side. If you want to turn to your right you have to go and park in a single space in the middle of the road and you just have to wait there for the signal to turn and there's a hook turn signal that comes up and then you turn turn right from the left so you go to the left of the road you stand on the left you wait in the middle of the intersection so it's a plus let's say it's a plus intersection so there is a space yeah, where you so you can see the hook turn so that is the ah. uh, that is that is the melbourne hook turn so you can see that on the on the right side so you're going to go and stay on the left side of the road let let the let the cars going straight keep passing so they they won't be they won't be uh, bothering you the cars that are turning left will keep passing so they won't be bothering you so you'll be in the middle of the road in the middle of the intersection basically and you had to wait there for your hook turn signal to come through <laughs> and then you take the right i don't think the fsd can do that i mean not yet did, definitely not yet
2: i don't think i've ever seen that in the us so
0: no no it's very uh, I don't know what the Victorians are doing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get flack for that. I'm going to get a lot of flack.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did not encounter that. Oh,
0: man. No, yeah, this will be something. We, wa- we want
1: to test that. that that's the first Glenn, thing everybody's who... going to test. Hey, Glenn, don't we have something similar here? Um, 162nd AF, where they did that new thing. It's called something, right? D- uh, oh, that's a, uh,
3: yeah, that's a, a interchange that they have. Um it's it kind of crisscrosses, um, so it's yeah. It's called divergent diamond uh, interchange.
1: Oh, this is what we have, like, and you got to go on the wrong side of the road to get to the right side, and that's it, just crazy. It's apparently to uh, it to
3: kind crisscrosses. Of
1: yeah,
3: yeah, that image right in the middle. Uh, that's probably the best uh, visualization of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't...
1: So this is the magic, like where people are going from the right side to the Ooh. wrong side and then going back to the right side. Um yeah, that'll be fun for FSD, I think.
3: Well, it's got light and it's very well marked. So there's not a little square that you have to stop in to make that uh hook turn or whatever you call that. Yes,
2: um, I don't think we have that in the US, but the closest is like if there's a high traffic zone, then sometimes there's like a center divider that will move like to give the more heavy traffic side more lanes. So it would kind of be like you're driving in the wrong lane, so to speak. But um, those are generally for big cities.
1: I, I think, think it was based on a city in the U.S. Mark. It was. It was. I think there's only a couple of cities in the world that have it. And I think I'm not sure. I might be wrong, but something somewhere in Texas, I think it was, um, or somewhere else. Um, but apparently, Nate, this one, this one is crazy
2: ass. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, <it's,
0: laughs> it crazy, sounds
1: it's, it. it's pretty. That summarizes it pretty well. Anyway, <laughs> Um,
2: so I'd say like in terms of the closest that I saw to that, I would say, um, definitely the current autopilot. Um, so not, not FSD beta, but current autopilot, like has certain rules it follows that it will never break. Like mm-hmm. current autopilot will never cross the center line pretty much like I've noticed. Right. But for FSD beta, it seems like it'll assess the situation. And if it needs to cross the center line, it will do that. So I could see easily that it could do these other maneuvers, given that it really doesn't have the constraints that current autopilot does. It can, if, if that's programmed at a decision point, then it can make that decision.
1: I have a question for you, Mark. Um, how, in this new FSD beta, first question, because I'm not aware there's so much confusion going on. Does it include the autopilot rewrite?
2: I believe, I mean, it doesn't say that written anywhere, but I believe that's right. true because hmm. it pretty much just gives you the smart summon view, but with more detail. Okay. So, That's the full, like the full view of everything that's going on in the scene in real time, like in a 3D vector space. Right. That's how I think we could determine that it is the rewrite because it sees a lot
1: more. Do you see any aspects of the time element with full self-driving? So uh, let me explain to you. There was a video I saw very recently where I understood the concept of time. So the idea is basically for autopilot to have a memory of what it's seen You know, I mean, yes, it's identifying things in real time, but I mean, the simplest way I can put it for the viewers is if this is a cup, and if I see an image of a cup for the first time, when I see a new cup, I know it's a cup already. Like preemptively, I know it's a cup that I'm looking at. I don't have to process, I mean, or maybe I process it so fast that it's almost like, you know, you recall from memory. Like, I I guess that's the idea of the time component to the four dimensions is you have a history of what you've seen and that history kind of augments what you see, and you can reach a decision faster without having to re uh, reframe the box, if you will, and figure out what that thing is. Like, if you see a cat, you know it's a cat, like, hmm. for all future instances. Um, Have you see any instances of that?
2: I didn't see anything where it showed that it had memory, but it, I did see cases where it seemed like it was a lot faster than autopilot. Like, the visualizations, you didn't see any kind of, like, dancing. Like, you know, sometimes you might see a yeah. truck come in and come out a little bit on current mm-hmm. autopilot. For right. beta, you didn't see anything like that. Everything was very exact. And it seemed like you looked there, that's exactly what you saw. There was no delay, it was all real time. Do so you I think, think there
1: was a higher bandwidth feed that they were yeah. projecting to the screen?
2: Probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. And those and those uh, voxels they put on top of the objects that are that the FSD computer sees, the, the colors are constant, are they? I've been trying to figure that out because I wanted to know, or uh, the reason being, so let's say the car uh, saw a. Uh, how, let's let let me let me let me phrase it properly so that the viewers also understand. So let's say the car sees uh, an ambulance. Okay, let's say it sees an ambulance, and it's, it's marked it with a color. Let's say purple. That's that's how it comes, isn't it? When it marks these moving objects, it marks it as purple. And let's say it sees another uh, exactly um, s- uh, same looking uh, uh, Ben's uh, van. Uh, but it's got a trail attached to it. Will it mark it as two separate objects or will it mark it as one single object? Do you you get my point? So so
2: let's say... I didn't see anywhere it uh, got the objects wrong. So it seemed like it always had them distinct. So you could tell... Awesome. uh, Awesome. They were just boxes. So they didn't render them. So I couldn't tell if it was a truck or like, a car, like you can see in the current autopilot. They moved it all to the boxes so you can just see the exact dimensions. So that looked correct to me. I didn't see anything that seemed wrong there. It okay. um, um, definitely seemed like it was more responsive. Re-
3: thinks- yep. I was just gonna say, you raised a really good question. I wonder if anybody's had a, a test scenario yet where there is a police car or an ambulance or a fire truck behind yes. them, where the, the car FSD recognizes that and then pulls over safely to let them pass. I don't know I, if the, that'd be really cool if somebody's had that test amazing. case. Yeah, that'd be amazing to know. Yeah.
2: John was mentioning from so John, who Model X, was driving me around. Right. Um, he was mentioning mm-hmm. that there is a color scheme that they're, like Tessa tells them about. So I think it was something like if cars are in front or if an object is in front of you, it's green. If it's on the side of you, it's blue, things like that. So I don't know exactly what they all are, but um, the medians are a certain color, uh, debris is a certain color, that kind of thing police cars, ambulances, I couldn't, I mean, it could tell that they're vehicles. I don't know if it uh, knew that. Oh, that that was just
1: me. That was just me putting it on there for the viewers so that they'd understand what we were talking about to to Glenn's point, to Glenn's question. Um,
2: In in Waymo, there was one video where it actually showed that with like sirens on and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think because Tesla switched it, at least for the beta users, to show the, the bounding boxes instead of the actual vehicles, it's hard to know what it interprets, but we know that it interprets a vehicle there. So yeah. I don't know if it was the police or not.
3: Yeah, so if I any of you, to... if any Sorry, people ahead have ahead. the FSD beta out there, go drive around and play, <laughs> ch- chase police cars and ambulances and see if it behaves properly. Yeah, Just around around let hospital. us know.
0: Just drive around hospitals that you definitely <laughs> run into. A... Uh, oh yeah, I, I, had another, I had another question. Um, now what is the i i, I really did keep keep asking this of elon and he never answered this question though so do you, do you see that the, um, the the tolerance level uh, between cars when the cars are traveling in parallel is is different uh, in, in the new fsd beta because now uh, now it it will be it will be center median but uh, most of us will be like would like to stay slightly you know uh, off 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 midline uh, yeah. in, in 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 Australia, we'll be off midline to the right. We'll probably be off midline to the left, preferentially as humans. But uh, uh, autopilot always keeps the middle of the road. Sometimes it can be a little unnerving because there's a uh, there's uh, another trailer with with a huge boat at the back, <laughs> which, is tra- which is which is towing a boat, and the boat has some you know side flanges, which are probably just we'll be nearly nearly uh, going to hit that when we pass the car. So it's a little unnerving sometimes.
2: I would say uh, that was one of the things, like my two favorite things are that you can start it anywhere. Okay. Like you you can drive into like a target parking lot and just start it and it will figure out how to get out of there. And the mm-hmm. second one is that it's really like, to Nash's point, it's really aware of everything around it. So mm-hmm. for the first time I saw uh, it actually, if some car was kind of close on the side, it would actually give it more space. So at oh. all times give it more space, whether that was a cone, a car, a person, anything. So it would not necessarily, you could argue it wouldn't be as smooth because it would give it people space if they were going over the edge. But you probably feel more comfortable because you're not coming within, you know, inches of this car. So I really like that as a plus. And I can't wait till that comes out AutoPilot.
1: I have seen that my vehicles, this is with the Model 3 SR Plus that I had and now the Model Y, they always swerve. They always swerve when there's a tractor trailer going by. Oh. They always they always there was, swerve a little bit of the I'm deliberately watching yeah. for that swerve maneuver. Because I knew there was it update. an update.
3: Yeah, there was an there update was. that was supposed to implement that.
1: Yes, and it always swerves Nash. I'm surprised that you don't see it there in Australia, but my car swerves out of the way of a, of something that it recognizes as a as a truck or a trailer. It, okay. it swerves to the left in the lane. Doesn't keep dead center. We
0: do it and, doesn't do it I mean I have not seen that do in on the uh, okay, I, I had to I have to preface this, I have hardware 2.5, so I don't have 3.0. Ah, uh, maybe my, my friends who have 3.0 will probably tell me about I, I I'm eligible for the 3.0 update because yeah. I have FSB on both the cars, but uh, uh, I have not seen that. The Model 3 has 3.0, but uh, I don't have the Model 3, I don't drive the Model 3, so I wouldn't right.
2: know. I'm not yeah. certain, but I think that um, where it gives the trucks a little bit more space, that's specific only to really large vehicles, and I think it might be navigated on autopilot only. So once you have that done, or is it auto? It might be autopilot as well. It is
1: autopilot. It is autopilot because a lot of times when I know that my path is just dead center, I'm going straight in a straight line. I just don't even bother with navigate on autopilot because I know that I got to take the exit anyway. Um, mm. Or maybe that navigate on autopilot fails at that particular exit. I know that interchange it's going to fail, so I just stick to standard autopilot all the way till I just have to manually take over. But I do notice this is on Deerfoot Trail here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. It definitely shifts to the left. And then back again because I'm specifically looking for that, yeah and right I right. see it that the visualization will move a little bit to the left in the autopilot oh, nice. and then back again. So, <laughs> Nash, you could be right; it could be a hardware 2.5 to 3.0 because yeah. I have 3.0. Could yeah, um,
0: could be, could be, and yeah, that totally
1: makes sense um, for yeah. it to be faster in processing. And but that seems like a, a mm-hmm. weird feature to leave out of a market.
2: Yeah. And that, um, I would say like the that swerving because I drive a lot of like lane or lane roads that are in one direction. There's a lot of trucks on the right lane. And I would say it definitely felt different in FSD beta because in my regular autopilot, when that happens, it's almost like, okay, the car has planned this. There's a truck there. Therefore, you know, when it gets this close, it's going to move to the left. Finishes going past the truck, it goes back to the right. Mm -hmm. Versus FSD beta seemed like when it encounters something, it decides to move over. And once it passes that, it goes back. So even if it's a small car, or anything that seems like it's close to the car, the car moves over a little. It'll be much safer, in my opinion, because That's awesome. it was really mindful of the space. And it would also, I mean, also veer to the right, which is different. Like current mm-hmm. Autopilot won't do that. So this really gave, it's almost like there's a bubble around the car. Like it was trying mm-hmm. to stay as safely
3: away from cars as it could. It's personal space.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Guys, just look, let's look at these different features that have. That have, that have come out over the years. And let's see if there's anything that, that stands out for you, Mark, uh, from what we've... I know you, we've discussed, I think, a lot of these already. Um, uh, smart Summon. Ha- has Summon gotten better?
2: John yeah. mentioned that, but I didn't actually encounter it firsthand. So I'm not okay. really sure.
1: My, yeah, that's something to look out for. Okay. I guess that
2: okay. would be uh, probably better. But yeah, I didn't encounter it.
0: I, I want to do a self-plug here. But only <laughs> only for purposes of... of, uh, of uh, uh, of, of education, when 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 Smart Seven came to Australia, four of us. Uh, so we have another podcast called Phantom Lane Four. Four of us: uh, uh, Sally and Rob, uh, Adam, and then uh, Tom and I. All of us. We took our, our our Teslas. We went to an empty parking lot next to Sydney Airport. And we tried Smart Summon. It was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. Adam's car would just go, it would take its own route by itself. It'll, it'll go, it'll take the scenic route and it'll, it'll go somewhere else. We, so what we did was we did we did three tests. One is uh, we did a quarter mile, uh, quarter mile race. So we, we kept the cars far away, a quarter mile away, and then we all stood in straight line, um, in in direct line of sight. So it is called Smart Summon SmackDown in my channel. So it's <laughs> hilarious, it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So we did a quarter mile, and then we did like walk the dog. So we just stood behind the cars and just walked the dog, and then uh, and then we did one more test. We did like, we did like like uh, uh, uh nearly a, not a not a mile. It was just again a quarter mile, but it was uh, with uh, uh, with with us not letting go of the the the, uh, the smart summit at all because back back then we had to hold it down uh, yeah. where, for smart summit to happen, and it was hilarious. Uh, we had two near misses. <laughs> And I was actually driving my missus' car. So I was thinking, okay, dog house for me from today. If this car hits, it's doghouse. I'm not getting I'm not getting back into the house. That's my stuff. You have there
3: to was, sleep in your car. Oh,
0: yeah, that's
2: it. There was a comment <laughs> made earlier today at the Tesla NRZ uh, meetup, which was kind of to the effect of that smart summon is kind of like FSD slow speed. So I think that's probably true. So Tesla wanted to get that out even earlier, but they just put a speed limit on it. And then, okay, that worked pretty well in parking lots. Now, now we have some real world data to compare against. Now we can go with the regular speed limits. So I
1: All think- right, so we have a question from Ahil from Oz. Uh, and the question was regarding, uh, just a second, uh, where was that?
3: Well, you're looking yes. for the question, I was just gonna say, Nash, you should do a, a bit of a shout out here for Mark, our friend, Mark, uh, the backseat baller she have like yeah. a chariot race where everybody's in the back seat and somebody of yeah. <laughs>
0: That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Oh, no, man. That's, that's, that's something which we, which we did on the video as well. So we called it Walk the Dog. So we just stood behind the cars. and no, we but did, yeah. sit in the back seat. That, that'll, that'll be amazing. We'll do it. Let's do it. Shout out <laughs> okay. to Mark, I'll, the back
1: seat baller.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, definitely tell this to other guys. I'm sure they'll be up for it. Absolutely. So it but we'll be like we'll be like born from that movie. Which is which one is that? Uh, which version is that? PS Boston one. <laughs> so he'll be in the yeah. backseat of his of, of his Beamer oh, like, and he'll be doing that. Oh,
1: that is a cool <laughs> thing. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so has FSD beta fixed phantom phantom breaking? Mm, that's interesting um, question.
2: Yeah, Phantom Breaking, we didn't encounter it. So it was only about an hour and like 15 minutes of driving. We didn't encounter that anytime. So I don't know if it's fixed, but we didn't encounter it. So Phantom Braking, at least in terms of current autopilot, what I've experienced, it's generally on like a freeway and we didn't really go on a freeway. So I'm not sure if it's specific to higher speeds or something else or overpasses, but it didn't happen in town or in residential or on like side streets. So I'm not sure if it's fixed or not, but we just didn't encounter it.
1: I have a a video to show you guys and I want to know if this is part of Phantom Braking. So this is me on my drive just the other day, okay? There's there's a couple of things in this video. One, this is just on an exit ramp. Um, sorry, this is not yet at the exit ramp. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I turn on autopilot, okay? Navigate on autopilot to my destination. And can you see it slowing down to 40? Yeah. There's no speed limit mm. picked up. So nice. that's one. Is that a phantom break? Because it's repeatable. And also, it's repeatable. Is that a phantom break? Or is that, so that's the first thing. Or is that mad maps data? You did, you,
2: did you see if the max autopilot speed changed? Because I've encountered that before where, like, when I'm no. switching no. freeways, max drops for some reason, and then it feels like it's like a giant hit on the brakes. But it's actually... So- yeah, no,
1: like if you go here, like if you see in any of the previous snaps, there is no speed limit recognized. Okay. There is no speed limit recognized, and it takes a while to recognize the lane. I turn on Navigate on Autopilot because it knows my end destination, and it's it's able to work fine. But the problem is that it's it just slows down, and every time on this
3: ramp, right? I, and, I find that too, Kaushik, uh, mm, on uh, yeah. exit ramps, and that's... Yeah. Uh, I usually actually disable it and take over at that point because um, it slows down um, so much that the traffic behind you would just get so annoyed that mm. uh, you know you have to disengage it and take over yeah. and then speed up um, and, then, so, and then re-engage.
1: That's one. Absolutely. So I just wanted the viewers to see this kind of a scenario. So I hope FSD beta works on that and, and hopefully fixes that even when there's no speed limit. Like The next thing is... Um, so, here I'm, I'm getting onto the freeway. There's going to be an off ramp that, that shows up um, over here. Can you see the vehicle slowing down to 90? It did that by itself. It does that every single time when there's an off ramp exit that, that's going to happen. Okay. So, I have to, and that's really, that can really fool the guy behind because hmm. it's not expecting me to break down 10 kilometers an hour. So that's what. Happened. And now here, Co- actually Co- wanted Co- to pause Co- that.
0: Co- yeah. Just one moment. I, we just want to make a correction because uh the viewers have pointed out that question was actually from Ashley of Oh, was it? Uh, okay. Yeah, it was Ashley Ashley Ash- from Oz. Um sorry, my bad. It was my bad. bad. Sorry. Sorry. Bad. sorry Ashley. All I I,
1: bad. I, owe
0: you, I owe you a coffee mate, flat white it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh t- Don't flat white. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, I just like to also point out there's one that we've not that I've not discussed before though, is this kind of a situation. If you can see when this lane is going to is going to diverge, it's it's going to end. Okay? Autopilot, I'm on navigate on autopilot. It doesn't signal left. It doesn't it just continues to go straight on and and hope the lane ends. Okay? I've noticed that every single time this is when the, and so what I do is I basically preemptively just Indicate left, and it just switches lanes, and it goes into a full lane. Yeah. So in this case, I let it do its thing. You can see I didn't turn on the blinker. It just mm-hmm. merges. Now what? Now what? What if someone's coming from behind?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not indicating my lane's ending. And what if someone's coming from behind? So that's one concern, right? My so actually, the... Sorry,
2: I've encountered the same thing for my regular autopilot, where yeah. uh, both directions. Either if you're the one or who... the. The one that someone's bridging into it doesn't seem like it, yeah. Super aware, mm. so
1: this is the edge case. I want to know, Mark, whether it's been solved in FSD beta. Uh, it's mm. in one of our by five channel videos as well. It's mm. when a single lane diverges outward into two lanes, True. okay? So you can see now, yeah, at this point, you can see that a second lane is starting,
3: mm.
1: okay? Now. As per Navigator on autopilot, the car is supposed to just remain here, right? But what the car does, it tries to center between the two. It did that by itself. And I had to take over. Yeah. Mm. It centered. It tried to veer left. And that's and if somebody is coming from behind me, that's like a no way. Like I wouldn't do that move myself, right? Yeah. Just normally. But what I have noticed is that if you're in the outer lane and you merge right to take that exit, it does it fine. It has no problems with 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 off ramps diverging off from the right hand side, but when a road splits on the left into two lanes, it tries to readjust by doing that. So that's a shimmy that's not, I mean, not safe in my opinion.
2: I don't know if that's the if it's fixed by FSD beta, but I would say, I think the logic for FSD beta is quite a bit different because okay, current autopilot with really heavy direction from the lines versus. FSD beta seems to take very heavy direction from like the outer like uh, barriers or uh, sidewalks or whatever. Take that okay. first and secondarily the lines.
3: Hey Koshik, okay. I just want to make a comment on uh a couple yeah. of things that uh, that you've discussed there. So I've experienced that too, where um you know you're in one lane and then it splits off and there's an extra lane on the right. Mm-hmm. Um that happens a lot actually if, if you're driving from Calgary to Vancouver on the Coca Hola Highway. Right. Uh, it, there's a, an extra lane that opens up a lot of times for passing and that sort of thing. So slower vehicles can get to the right. And the first time, uh, I experienced that with, uh, navigating on auto- autopilot going out to Vancouver. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. It would like, every time that happened, the car would kind of like recenter itself and you would yeah. have to take over. Um, and then I think it was like maybe two months later when I was going back out again, uh, there was. Had been a, a, at least one, maybe two updates to, to to the firmware at that point. It was perfect. It would just oh, nice. stay in the lane, even though there's one that opened up on the right. It would just stay in the lane that you're in, and so it definitely, for my experience, has improved oh. in that area.
1: What about it's... the slowing down part, though? So like the slowing, slowing down.
3: down with... What I was going to comment on there is I've I've watched a lot of uh, James Lock his his yeah. FSD beta videos, yes. and I've noticed a number of times where Uh, he's on an exit ramp and he'll disengage because he's saying that there's people behind him and it's getting too slow. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I've noticed that a number of times, um, with his videos. So Mm -hmm. yeah, those are the two comments that I want to make.
1: So I get that. I mean, from that perspective, when there's a ramp that's merging the highway, merging onto the highway. Mm -hmm. I think the right rule of law is that the person merging has preference, I think. Which is why I've seen FSD. Mm-hmm. I mean, the autopilot slow down when it sees people merging into your lane. But
0: yes, yes, uh, merging into the highway. Say, we have a rule here as well. As if I'm merging f- uh, into a highway, uh, if there's a, there's a car which which is on that lane, they give me preference.
1: Yes. So I think there's a there's a, it's a binary rule. Who has preference? It's not it's not a matter of uh, interpretation. It's just one has preference over the other kind of thing. But I'm just kind of wondering if the car is kind of confused on whether it's an off-ramp or an on-ramp based on where the lanes diverge out. I'm just wondering because it's it's behaving, like the one that I showed in the video, it was a, a lane that actually split out from the main road. It's actually mm-hmm. behaving like one that's joining into the main road where you would actually slow down for oncoming traffic, I mean, merging traffic to let them in. Mm-hmm. I it's have behaving to- like that. Sorry, go ahead
2: the the markings of that road differ a little bit from what i've seen in in like california but there are similar cases where you have one lane and then it kind of has this little offshoot off either to the left or to the right which turns out two lanes but it's not that kind of like v line it's more of like a the lane goes and then it widens out and in my experience it has usually chosen the correct lane so like if it if it goes out on the left because that's a like a passenger lane it'll continue forward because i have the HOV or high occupancy vehicle line right. turned off on my setting. So it will continue straight. It'll even turn on a turn signal, even though that really doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, And that's changed over updates. In one update, it stopped doing that. And then the next update, it came back again. So I'm not sure they may be working on that. Um, but that's just regular autopilot. We didn't encounter that where it splits into two lanes with FSD beta, but we did encounter the merging, and it seemed to do OK. Um, we That's didn't true. really have any obstacles in the way, so it's kind of hard to say what it would have done. But yeah. when I've had obstacles on my current autopilot, it seems like what it's doing is it's just checking for, is there someone in front of me? Yeah. If there's someone in front of me, I'm going to slow down. I don't know if it knows what's on the side of it. Probably FSD data does, but I don't think current autopilot knows what's on the side of it in terms of like a radar perspective.
1: We've got a question from Jay on the chat here. Um, four-way stop signs. How do we, how does... FSD beta handle
2: that. So we ran into a few different stop line scenarios, like a few four way and a few three way. And um, it seemed like what it did was basically goes, obviously making a complete stop. It waits for like maybe half a second to a second. I don't know exactly what the logic is, but it seemed like that gave enough indication to the other person to go, So the other person went and then the car went right after that. So I don't know if it's waiting for no activity or if it's waiting for the completion of activity but it seemed like it it did act like a human in that scenario. Like you wouldn't have been able to tell it was the computer because it, it kind of gave enough room for the action to stop and then it went. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So, you, I mean, you would think it's a very common use case. It's its not an edge case by any means. It's a, it's a very normal thing to see a four-way stop sign. So you, mm-hmm. you would think it's part of the main algorithm handling mm-hmm. um, use cases. Okay, sweet. Let's... Uh, I know we're running short for time. I know yeah. we. said Actually, I
3: just wanted to make a quick comment on phantom braking. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that there's been a little bit more phantom braking ever since they've implemented the um, the stoplight um, yes.
0: oh, visualization. That That's
3: yeah, true. That's yeah. True. yeah. Any overpass, it seems to slow down to try to figure out if there's any lights that are hanging there or anything like that.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it's under. I mean, to be honest, it, it phantom braking is never a good experience, regardless. No. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not looking for it. You never know when it's going to happen, and. Um, uh, sometimes it can be, it's it, innocuous, doesn't matter, yeah. but sometimes it can be dangerous. And- depends, uh,
2: I think it depends on the scenario because like yeah. a lot of times we have uh, some, like if, if there's high traffic, there's signals on the freeways like to get on. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I've seen autopilot that out and see that signal. And if it's like flashing yellow, a person generally flashing yellow in the US at least means to slow down a little bit. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it's trying to follow that even though people aren't following Flash that flashing
1: yellow, man. Damn. Oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. It, it happens in, in this cloud so much. Um, because autopilot thinks of it as a signal,
0: yeah. And
1: it sees know. the yellow and it starts braking. And that flashing yellow is quite a ways, it's still, I think, a kilometer or ha- like at least 0. 0.6 miles away from the actual stop sign. Mm-hmm. Um and another thing that also happens is it also catches um uh over the road uh um, see, the C train, they call it here, but uh, but trains, right? Yeah. They've got their traffic lights on the side for the, the gateways well. that open and close. It can see those yeah. and then yeah. picks those up and tries to just yeah. break all of a sudden. Um, oh my we goodness! We get that all the time. Yeah. So we get that scenario
0: as well, where we have train tracks going through or crisscrossing through the middle of the road, and we have um, um, and it's it picks up that as a signal and it stops. That's one. Second one is. We have these flashing yellow lights on our bridges, most importantly, the Sydney uh, Harbour Bridge and, uh, um, you know, the other uh, major bridges. We do have those flashing lights to, to indicate people because there are multiple roads and sometimes few of these roads are closed. Uh, those, the, the direction of the roads keep changing depending on the traffic and stuff like that. So in those scenarios, it, it shows the flashing light and that, that, that's very scary. So those things do cause a lot of phantom braking. Um, uh, t- Tom from Ludicrous Feed and Adam from Tesla Australia, both both of uh, our my, my my mates, they have a lot of those videos where they show yeah. where they showcase um, showcase these urban autopilot challenges that uh, the car does face in the current scenario. We yeah. don't have FSD yet.
1: Shout out oh. to uh, Tesla Tom's Ludicrous Feed and Tesla Strya. Yeah. Uh yeah. awesome videos with autopilot. Um, yeah. Michael, yes, you are correct. I think what Michael says here in his comment is the exact same scenario in the video that I'm showing. Is when the lane widens with a new lane marking, it tries and about split. It goes down the middle. That's exactly. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty. Uh, if it's if it's a known fact, you would think that the iterative updates we would get for FSD would fix it. You think? Mm.
2: My guess is that it might depend on how that split happens because like, sometimes it's pretty obvious. Like these are the outer two lanes, and these outer two lanes just got wider. But in some cases, they may not be super obvious. Like that Canadian B scenario you showed. I don't mm. have too. Often around here, probably because people would get confused by it.
1: Yeah.
2: Californians maybe can't understand that. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. So probably it's just not uh, like acclimated to that, that right. type of scenario. But it does work for other scenarios where it widens. So yeah. I guess it's, it's not used to seeing that.
3: Mark, I just had one question around uh, your experience with the uh, FSD beta. Uh, did you happen to go through any school zones or playground zones? And did it pick up those? Uh, um, those signs uh to slow down to here it's 30 kilometers where you have to to slow down to uh to uh go through a school or a playground zone i know with the current um update that we have in certain scenarios it does recognize that we have and shows the speed limit but um it doesn't know when it ends because it doesn't pick up you know end of school zone or end of playground zone so i'm just wondering if you experienced that with the fsd beta
2: I believe it was the same behavior where um, we went through a few zones that were kind of like slower speed school zones like around a park. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like when it saw a new sign then that's what the speed limit was. And so very similar to what we have right now. So I don't mm-hmm. think there's a change there. So as it sees a new sign, it, it picks up that speed instead. But
3: they didn't know about... when it ended though.
2: No, so it just kept whatever speed that it saw. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, okay. One more thing is it could be time sensitive because school zones have a particular time.
2: Yeah, and if that's you an drive
1: outside period. of that time period, it People may get ignore annoyed. it. Yeah. It may in
2: ignore. the US, sometimes they say like it's only 15 miles per hour if children are present. So that's that's another
1: variant of school zones, like when oh. children are present and also when time during a time window. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting, actually. If, I mean, if you if you get a chance to speak to the FSD beta testers is try this out during uh, during the daytime <laughs> when school zones are in, are active like on a weekday, Um, like not train tomorrow, but Monday through Friday kind of thing. And outside of the school zone window and kind of just test if the FSD is uh, aware of the time, because there's a lot of different conditions in the US. Like you have different speed limits for heavy trucks, I mean, heavy vehicles and regular cars. You've got different speed limits for when children present, when children not present. And when school zone active, when schools are not active. Like here we have, School zones and playground zones. Some of them mm. are 24/7, 365. Some of them are only between nine and I think 7:30 to 9 a.m., 9 p.m. Yeah. So uh, it should be if it's going to drive me from point A to point B at 10 p.m. at night, it shouldn't really bother about a school zone. It should keep that 50 kilometer an hour speed limit, right? So,
0: yeah. um, I want to add a small scenario to uh, giving giving the Aussie perspective. So when our school zone ends, we invariably have another speed sign which says what that speed, that what that speed for the next X kilometers is going to be. So we all invariably have another one. So uh, the car does pick pick that up and 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 change the speed. So that one thing is not not present in, in Australia too much. Sometimes those speed signs either fall down due, due to the wind or something like that. And then that's that's an issue. The second thing is um, we we want the beta testers to know is uh, the car must not slow down, even if it's if it is even if it is school timing when it's a school holiday, because then the people behind us are going to get mad they're going to say oh no it's school holidays you moron why are you slowing down so they they, they have to they have to um, uh, they have to work that in to to know what the school uh, holidays timings are and work that into this one otherwise it makes no sense your car can't, can't go at 40 kilometers forty. 40s it's for, it's mostly 40 for us uh 40 kilometers an hour uh, on uh, during school holidays and people behind are going to go just they're going to lose it <laughs>
2: And I'm not sure about that exact school scenario, but I, we did encounter a scenario where so you're in a like a residential, which is 25 miles per hour, and then it was turning onto a main road, and there wasn't a speed limit sign right where we were turning, but it still got up to the right speed. So yeah, I guess man. there's still some maps data in there somewhere. It's not just vision, but it's just if it encounters a speed limit sign, then it's going to adjust to that. Do you know
0: which? Do you know which gets preference? It's a, is it visual confirmation or the maps data?
2: From what I've encountered, not on FSD beta, just on my regular, it seems like it's what it sees visually. OK. It's what it changes the visual representation to. But like if you're on a highway, you can always override that. Nice, nice.
1: I think the FSD beta yeah. is going to focus heavily on the vision side um, on uh, versus the map side. I think the map side is a crutch. Yeah. And eventually, I think it will all be vision-based. Uh, and also, with uh, my recent tweets about uh, the LiDAR I mean, sorry, not the lidar. Sorry, there is no lidar on Tesla vehicles. (laughs) Pseudo lidar. Um, The rad, the front radar on my Model Y uh, acting up in the snow. Um, It seems Tesla has fixed it in a subsequent update because it started performing better uh, and along lines. But it also brings to fact that the more they depend on the radar to detect, I mean, distance from vehicles in front, the more they're going to be handcuffed because if that radar gets blocked by snow or ice or something, uh, it's not going to be able to do that depth. Uh, distance measurements that the autopilot system needs. So it would be in their best interest to revert to all their cameras to basic... But from what I understand, measuring of depth in a 2D image is extremely difficult, and it's state-of-the-art. It's still being worked on. Mm-hmm. Depth yeah. measurement in a two-dimensional picture. Uh, I
2: think it's safe to say, though, that Tesla is working on that, because like, when we've seen some of those FST beta videos, the visualization of like the center dividers or the sidewalks those are really accurate, and there's we right. don't have sideways radar, so right. definitely they're doing that type of like pseudo lidar with their yeah. vision. Yeah, those were really accurate lanes from what I saw. Yeah.
3: Actually, That's Mark, a... I have a question. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. We you, we expe- you. I experienced this today with my wife. We were driving to uh to a shopping center here, and I uh, had um, autopilot on, and there was red light up ahead, and there's was cars stopped already, and it did not start slowing down until it was, you know, somewhat close and so you really felt that, that um, hard breaking with the FSD beta. Did you notice that it was a lot smoother in that breaking?
2: Yeah, we didn't encounter any cases where it really had to slam on the brake. So maybe they adjusted that to make it a little bit smoother or it's just, maybe it's reevaluated sooner potentially, right. and, you know, when, if it was, do you think it was slowing down due to the signal or due to the cars in front of you?
3: I would say, well, that's a good question. Cause it was a red light that we were approaching. Um, and the reason why it was a bit of, a con- uh, I was thinking it's going to be a bit of a concern is it's snowing here. Once the roads start getting a little icy, mm. that harder mm. braking, it might hit a patch of ice and it can, might not be able to, uh, to stop in time. So I'm just wondering if it has a, a better recognition on that, uh, you know, red light vehicle stopped ahead and starts easing that braking a little uh, sooner.
2: Yeah, I mean, there were some cases where it was a little more choppy and then some cases where it was smoother. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're still working on that. Um, the cases where we saw that it was kind of tentative was when it was trying to fit into a little bit of a smaller area. So mm-hmm. like there's one video where John posted where it was making a left, that was in the car at that point and it, it left across some traffic. And it slowed down a little bit because it was getting exactly into the left turn lane properly oh, okay so probably that might have you could argue that was hesitation but it's kind of hard to say it yeah. made the turn but it wanted to be exactly in the right spot so it did a little bit slower yeah
3: yeah i'm really going to be interested in seeing how fsd beta handles the canadian winters here because yeah. uh, lane markings are definitely going to be covered uh, they pile up the snow on the curb lanes uh, so it's hard to see really the curbs, although I'm sure the uh, the cameras and the sensors will pick up that there's a snow bank. Uh, but a lot of times the um, the the lane markings are are uh, covered by snow and that sort of thing. So
2: my guess would be like I know I've seen it in some places like Tahoe in the US, uh, but in Canada, do you guys normally have like the either six foot or 10 foot poles on the side of the road that kind of has like a reflector on it? So you can kind of see if the snow is really high. You still see like a reflector on the edges a little bit? Um mm,
3: not my some, but not a lot. No. Okay, no. No.
2: Because I think if it can assess like these are the boundaries, then it'll be able to figure out everything else. So yeah. then the real question is can it see a snowbank is a boundary? Yeah.
3: Well, hopefully well, we'll get that FSD beta soon and we can uh, try that out and experiment.
1: There was a photo by by uh by someone on twitter today i think it was test shout out to tesla yeg um and that was uh, this is what the average road would look like all right like and
0: piece of cake piece, piece of, cake. of cake
1: right <laughs> like this is what a a, a non snowy in a non, on a non snowy day you can imagine this with a blue sky and just the roads will be absolutely like a sheet of glass with yeah. with no signs it's like a skating rink mm-hmm. so FSD beta hashtag, like, please send this to Canada for this exact use case, because this is almost every day of the next six months for us. Well,
2: from what I've seen, at least with my current autopilot, it seems like it tries to figure out lanes using a lot of different cues. So like, potentially using other cars, potentially using like, in this case, you can see there are some little bit darker, straighter lines in the road. So I think it tries to pick up on all of that. And in the case of a little bit up ahead, you can see there's some graphs showing. So definitely it would pick up that color differential.
1: Hmm. Yeah, as, as long as it doesn't center itself between the edges of what its boundaries are. And go
3: well, you know, what, it, it, that happens, right? Because you'll get those lanes where the tires, you know, everybody drives. So is it going to be like in the middle?
1: <laughs> you know, now, I, I, have, I think the the approach that they, they can take um, is the approach they take when... You're between two traffic lights, okay? There's no markings in between two sets of traffic lights. Think of an intersection. There's no direct markings between, like we have a lot of them here where you have a set of traffic lights, the lane line for the stopping line stops there. There's a gap because that's usually where the traffic would merge in. There's a gap there, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the lines for the next stretch of road. So I've seen autopilot perform beautifully. It will extrapolate a straight line. To go between mm-hmm. the the last known point that it has a line and the next start of the next line. It will work beautifully no matter what lane you are, whether you're on the innermost or the outermost. I'm thinking they can use pieces of that approach to to kind of like navigate on roads that have no lanes at all. Is if it can extrapolate a straight line based on traffic ahead of it, or lines drawn on the road based on tires going on the road, or mm-hmm. on the ice. That would be fantastic. Like, that's why we have so many questions and that's why like yeah. I think Mother Franker and Myself, I think we're like almost tweeting Elon every single day saying, get us (laughs) like hashtag FSD beta Canada. I think that's the 10 times. What do you mean
3: almost every day? It's almost every every hour.
1: hour. (laughs) Every hour, (laughs) guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're on it, man, because it's exactly (laughs) this this (laughs) kind of stuff. Because look, I mean, ultimately it comes down to this. It's the software package, while everybody says it's going to be 10 times more expensive than it is today, every every one of us is invested in it or Mm -hmm. contributes to the learning. And mm-hmm. we want to just contribute to it as much as we can and make it as robust as possible from a Canadian perspective because there's a lot of myths that it can't survive in the winter. We had guys like, I think, shout out to Mad Hungarian and uh, uh, Tesla owners online. They did the whole cross country drive. It mm, was amazing. Just to prove to the, the point that an EV will work in the cold. It mm-hmm. yeah. chose the worst months and they started from Vancouver, ended up, I think, in Quebec City or I think it was further down, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was fantastic, because that's the kind of stuff that people need to see more of to to get faith. Yeah. Um, um And our, our video,
0: yeah. our video talks about it as well. The, the previous episode and the video that we 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 got out uh, yes last night talks about battery uh, in cold weather, battery degradation in cold weather, yeah. and and what the range range loss is. So it definitely works. Okay, Mark, I had a question. Now yeah. we have a scenario where we have. Uh, the current autopilot does not do it. Do, does not seem to get get the hang of this. So we have a uh, a speed sign at the back of a uh, back of a, a bus. So it's a moving target basically. So on, on the back of the bus it says forty. Uh, uh, there's a speed sign which says forty, which means that when the light above it is flashing, everybody behind it must go at forty. So you can't overtake the bus. You have to go. You have to stay behind the bus for whatever reason. So. Every time we encounter a bus like that, the current autopilot completely fails. It it, it reduces the speed to forty kilometers an hour and just tries to stay at forty, even if the bus is on the third or the fourth lane. It it sees the forty and and thinks it's the, the, that that's the speed for the road, and it stays at forty, although it may be an eighty kilometer road. That's that's hilarious.
2: I've encountered that uh, not with FSD beta, but which is regular autopilot with a stop sign in the back of a car. Luckily, yes. it was like go traffic, but it definitely stopped, said like stopping for stop sign. Um, okay. We didn't see, I mean, it's kind of strange to see that in vehicles, so we didn't see any just driving through town. Just like you know, <laughs> through Oh,
3: great. I could see those <laughs> ice holes messing with us now with your stop signs, pulling it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna be, oh
1: yeah. You don't have to obstruct any speed limit signs anymore. Just hold a stop sign, just print out a stop. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um, we didn't see that, but I can, I would assume hopefully they're looking into that because that would be a problem if it didn't work. Yeah.
1: I think did Andre Karpathi actually talk about the 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 entire plethora of stop signage that they needed to train the Tesla autopilot system in one of those neural network conferences? I think it was machine learning yeah. conferences. That was yeah. the example he gave, like an occluded stop sign versus an active one, passive one, one that's on on a on a regular stand, one that's on the back yeah. of I think back of a bus wasn't I think one of those examples. One that's actually yeah. on a train, um, a train track, that's that's moving up and down. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. It's very
3: interesting
0: we, like, we have we we have uh, lollipop men and women who who stand outside our, our schools guiding guiding uh students crossing the road yeah uh, so exactly. they have they have handhelds uh stop signs and the car yeah. does recognize that uh to be honest even the current fsd uh, sorry current autopilot does recognize that, that that's pretty cool it's recognized noticed... it as, a, as a stop sign
1: yeah i noticed one thing recently there was uh I, th- I noticed this in my car as well i think it was the, the previous update the 2020.44 it was that we were merging onto a highway and it just suddenly detected a construction zone, like a phantom construction zone. And mm-hmm. somebody, I think it was on Twitter, asked the question, and I think it was fixed in the dot thirteen update that just came out to everybody. But I think there was a the problem with that. It just randomly out of the blue detecting a construction zone. It didn't do anything averse. It didn't stop or it didn't sl- I mean, slow down or anything. But uh, that was weird. That was one of those weird ones.
2: I've seen it when there's those posts in the ground that stick up a little bit, like those reflect... Mm-hmm. Post. Mm. Sometimes, like the screen changes it to a cone and then back to a post, and then a cone and then back to a post. I think maybe yeah. of, of it. So maybe it was that. Like because if you drive close to a cone, then it says, "Try to move over a lane to get out of the construction zone." Um, but let's I do think-
1: one thing. Let's quickly power through this and see if there's anything. I know we're way past the time we projected, but um, let's just quickly just move through and just make sure that there's nothing that we haven't discussed that was. What about the acceleration? I noticed that ludicrous mode acceleration was a feature released on the Autopilot suite way back. Um, Is there any difference in in how the car accelerates? How does a performance variant of a vehicle, where's the performance element utilized anymore if it's not you who's pressing the accelerator on FSD beta? I mean, why why would I buy a performance variant anymore?
2: That's a good question. Yeah, we didn't Mm. see anything to suggest that it was accelerating. Like we weren't pinned to our seats, for example. I mean, it did accelerate, but not a dual motor or like a a standard range plus. So it didn't- They might have a
1: Mad Max FSD mode, eh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah. If you want to get to your destination faster, you need a performance vehicle.
1: Or it need to be pinned to the back of the seat. Yeah, there could be. Um, Okay. Uh, That's one thing because um, that's one thing we noticed that was was released, right? Um, Supercharger improvements. I don't know if you guys navigated to a supercharger by yourselves from point A to point B um and also hand in hand preconditioning. yeah does that is does that all work the same yeah no
2: no difference we did navigate to a supercharger and it basically i mean kind of like what tesla raj has said Mm. it gets you from uh point a to point b it doesn't do door to door so it did get us to the supercharger and then it basically just said you're at your destination and then we still needed to like back into the spot and that kind of stuff
1: Ah, there you go. Okay, that was my question. That was going to be my question. Like, did it go perfectly, do the magical, just go back and just open up the charge port and say, (laughs) okay, now now you can please plug in. And hopefully in the future, we'll see that snake-like thing, just plug in. You won't have to do a thing.
2: Yeah, like we have smart summon. I think like Elon has alluded to like reverse summon or something like that. So I think that's going to be a separate feature, being able to like back up to a supercharger.
1: (laughs) We have moon mode, I think. that was. I think that's what Michael wants to say. It's moon mode. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anyway, okay, um, so we've talked about, I mean, any changes in Viper improvements? Did you guys uh, get any rain while you were testing?
2: No, it was sunny California. There was <sighs> nothing. That might also be another reason why the people who were collected, were collected potentially, like, because if you think about it, they're all across the U.S. It's right. not too, like, the weather wasn't too crazy when it was released. So, I mean, it's getting closer to winter now, but at yeah. least before, like, I didn't really see any videos of people in snow or anything like that. So maybe they just yeah. want to be extra careful and rolling it out slowly just yeah. to get some learning on the road. And then from there, they'll start folding in more people probably.
1: Cause that's going to be the the trickle down question after question. It's going to be, how does autopilot do in Canada, for example, how does it do in the snow? How does it do in the heavy rain, slush, all that happy stuff uh, that can obstruct the actual sensors on the vehicle? Um, yeah. What does it do? Does, does it handle, I mean, that can happen to the highest level of autonomy doesn't have to happen to to normal vehicles either it can happen to the most autonomous vehicle if it can't see can't sense how does it navigate through the real I, world right
2: i would say like if we think about it, it at least from what Elon Musk has kind of alluded to like humans are still able to drive in all these conditions therefore if you have six more eyes than what humans do you should be able to drive a little bit better so like in really heavy rain autopilot at least from my experience not I haven't tried FSD beta, but autopilot drives substantially better than humans in heavy rain, because obviously the front windshield is a little bit, you know, hard to see out of. But all the other cameras are unobstructed, like the, you know, the looking back to the left, looking forward to the left. All of those can see the lane lines perfectly in heavy rain. So it's really just the front ones that are a little bit obstructed. But radar will go through rain, so it's a lot better than humans, I would say, in rain. I don't know about snow. I've never tried snow. <laughs> So, well,
1: yeah, okay. I'm gonna just quickly gloss over and just. Uh... Uh, before you
0: gloss over, I just want to make a small uh, note for people who are watching it after the fact. Yes. Uh, uh, it's it is hoon mode. Hoon is actually uh, it's a lo- local lingo for uh, hooligans who oh. drive who, who drive recklessly. So we want we want we want a mode for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: hoon for mode
1: people, for people who actually so. For people who have got the performance variants and want an, a performance
0: yeah, FSD yeah. experience, keep moving in and out, in and out. There was just there
1: was yeah. don't know, no, no um, care. I'd
3: like I like a, yeah, 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 a wound mode. mode. Yeah, I'll get a wound. Was that? Sorry,
0: so, go ahead,
2: Mark. Just say you have to choose if you want higher G-force or lower G-force. Right. Like, how- ah,
0: it be nice. It'd, it 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 it'll make amazing video when you have a front-facing camera and everybody spin to the back of the seat and like, must <laughs> go <laughs> faster,
1: must go faster. <laughs>
2: that cool. <laughs> you have to agree to like not bringing coffee or other liquids into the vehicle. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no way you can be distracted because you're so pinned back into your seat that you can't look anywhere or do anything else. <laughs> must go faster. Yeah. It's all. It's so cool. All right. Um. Let's wrap up pretty soon here. Um, <laughs> just quickly, air quality index and weather stuff. Did we see any anything in the FSD beta that indicated any of those? I Chinese. know they launched sure in
2: China. I don't think there was anything in terms yeah, of weather, China, yeah. but definitely it saw things in the road. Okay. So that was a huge plus, at least for confidence, because you knew, okay, at least it knows what this is. Whether or not it makes the right decision now or not, it's a different story. Right. Or at least you need to know this is not supposed to be here and then make a decision.
1: Okay, awesome. Uh, regen re- regen breaking. was there any difference or was there more or less? No difference.
2: Seem seemed like the same, like it would do regenerative breaking still, like you could okay. see the green bar going down.
1: Uh, uh, okay. And I'm sure Tesla basically has given more ways, additional ways for beta testers to give, provide feedback, but was there anything with respect to the voice command reliability that you noticed?
2: Um, uh, we, we didn't really use voice command. I think maybe, maybe we did it once or twice. So there was nothing really complicated there. But since uh, FSD beta is like EAP, it does early access program, it does have that little camera on it. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was talking to mm-hmm. some folks today, and they were saying that for the FSD beta specific, those folks only, when you get home or to a Wi-Fi point, it does upload more data than like a normal car would. So it's Yeah, not I think
1: that's why just opened up that funnel, that infinite data pipeline, true mm-hmm. unlimited data. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I had the same experience the other day. I mean, after a rainy session of driving, I came back home and I think I posted on Twitter, like 600 megs, like within a minute of me coming back home and connecting to Wi-Fi. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, well, I, I must have obviously disengaged autopilot quite a number of times for them to upload that much data that fast. And you would think, well, are they actually uploading packets of video now versus to train the neural network video versus just still frames, you would think? Uh, um, could be. Could be, right? They they, they, they
0: anonymize is isn't it? They, they don't have, uh, they don't oh, have yeah. markers it's,
1: it's on it. It's not tied anti- to the actual user, the account yes. itself. It's just da- a data screen that comes in, but capturing video versus actual... Could be, absolutely. All right, so we're almost done here. Um, just going through. They released so many updates, like mm. um, dash cam, performance and launch, mode improvements, out-of-order supercharger stalls, is now you would think that the out of order supercharger stall data has to be super real time for an FSD type situation, for it to know and navigate properly, right? Mm. think um, so. Mm-hmm. If they might see improvements in that.
2: Um, we didn't see anything like on the screen to suggest that, but okay. I would think that, yeah, that would have to be pretty robust to work because like mm. sometimes people put like a little plastic thing over the handle, or they don't, you know, <laughs> put it on top of the supercharger, right? If, it's not working so i don't know how tesla would know that
0: right and they have to and they have to get that that uh that cobra automatic charger thing to come through because let's let's face it let's let's say we've we've gone into a robo taxi situation and i am i am a complete uh, tesla noob uh, but i'm hiring the car to go to melbourne and halfway through i have to charge twice i don't know how to get out and and plug that uh, plug that plug in I, i have never driven an electric car so they need to get that automatic Charging charging cable to come through. Otherwise, uh, uh it can't work as a robot taxi because I wouldn't I wouldn't have any idea how to get off, open the uh, you know open the charge port and and plug it in. I I have never done it before, so how would I know?
2: I think <laughs> it's, yeah. it's free to say that Tesla has a lot more information than they expose to customers. Like partially because they don't want to confuse people. Like mm. we're probably all a little bit technical power users of Tesla because we're Tesla fans, yeah, but true. to average person probably they don't really want to be confused. So like saying exactly which stall is out of order, um, I think Tesla has that information. And like, someone told me an anecdote that sometimes the superchargers have to be updated. So that could be a reason why they're out of order too. Like they just have to install an update. So I think Tesla knows exactly which ones are out of order. It's just like if, if there's there's some superchargers in there with like 30 plus stalls. So trying to list out, you know, mm-hmm five stalls or one stall that might be out of order might be just too much confusion for end users.
1: Oh yeah, there's absolutely like especially if you want to take the ownership. So if you want like for example, like, like the world wants Tesla to start a robo taxi network, not all the people in the Teslas are going to be Tesla owners with the know-how exactly. or the skill set. Yeah, exactly. To they're gonna be stop in, get in the vehicle, get out, kind of like an Uber thing where they have an app on their phone and they yeah. just have to do yeah. they and Technically speaking, the vehicle that comes to pick up the person need, should not require a supercharger detour. No, if it's if it's an
0: interstate, let's say,
1: yeah, I'm automatically to route to... the vehicle with the highest charge level based on the distance of the of travel for that client yeah. to go and pick up that client, so that you can take out the superchargers out of the equation. Like, so,
0: so one thing one thing that can be done is uh, this is what we have thought about. So let's say that, I, that so I, I'm going to travel from here to to Melbourne, which is a thousand kilometers. Let's say. There's no way, we don't, we don't have a 1,000-kilometer car yet. The the tri-motor Cybertruck may have 1,000-kilometers, fingers crossed. Um, now, so what the Tesla could do is one of two things. Uh, either have the automatic thing, or it can have a video on the screen which shows how to charge the car, too. The third thing it can do, which is, which is more interesting, is it can it can automatically alert another customer, uh, say, oh, can you meet midway? Can you meet at 500-kilometers? Because that's all I, the range that I have. I'll meet you at 500 kilometers, and then the, the customer just switches to the next person's or uh, 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 robotaxi, ro- 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 and then he, he continues on his merry way. And this car can just stay and and get get itself plugged and and, and charged or something like that. That'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, I would think that that would be. I mean, with enough Teslas on the road, that would actually be the optimal user experience. Although, yeah. although if you had like a lot of luggage, that might be a different story. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have a ton of stuff, then. You just have to move your body into a new car. People probably opt yeah, it'll come faster.
0: Yeah, Actually, Nash, luggage. I never thought about luggage. Yeah, sorry. Nash, sorry what do you
3: do? Do you uh, do you give your customers a quick run through on, on the vehicle yes. when you rent it out? Okay.
0: Yeah. So what we do is uh, I I go through an app called Test Lender. Uh, so it gives a QR code and so it gives them a near total Tesla app experience. Um, so that that, that oh. QR code is sent ahead of time and they just scan it. And They just download that uh, app. The app is free. Um, they, they download that app, and so they get the app. And when they come in, they use the app, and they open the car. By themselves. And then we give them a quick rundown because of COVID, we don't want to do too much, yeah, of, yeah. you know, in-person yeah. thingy. Um, and then, uh, uh, and, and then we just give them a rundown uh, on what to do and what to use. And and we tell them, my car has FSD, uh, so it has autopilot features. But most of the time, we tell them FSD. If you use FSD. Uh, it, it, it's on you. If if, it, if you hit the car, you have to pay for the entire thing. Most of the most of the people don't want you to use FST. They want the 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 experience of owning and and using a Tesla. And uh, I must I must say, if touch wood, touch wood, fingers crossed. I've had multiple uh, repeat clients who've hired the car uh, every month. Um, uh, one of them has even asked me whether i would be happy to lend, lend the car out for three months at a time, so that wow. he wants to keep it in his house use the car find out if it really would fit fit his workflow and then um and then buy the car eventually so i'm i'm hoping cool. that it's 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 really nice to be in that cusp of uh, change um i did not plan it it just it just happens that way that people are in the same mind frame that they don't want to take the step forward because it is an expensive vehicle yeah, yeah. um so it's nice it's nice
3: that's cool hmm.
1: all right let's Let's continue and wrap up soon. Let's give ourselves five minutes and let's wrap <laughs> up, okay? Yeah. Um, GPS data, we know Tesla's basically updating GPS data uh, along with the software pushes. Uh, anything about cabin camera? Do you know if it's active right now?
2: No, and in, for Yachty Beta, we were in a Model X, which doesn't have the kind of your camera. I mean, besides true. the, and the, and the, the seatbelt, mm. beyond that, There's no way really to monitor, which is kind of interesting because I don't know, you know, if you have FSD on all these different models of cars, is it gonna have different logic? Like for model three, you need to pay attention for model S or X, you don't? Or is it Mm. like, it's hard to say how they're gonna?
1: Has anyone ordered a model S or X in 2021? And uh, do they know if it comes with the interior cabin camera? (laughs) That would be a question to ask because if they wanna harmonize the solution across the platforms, they'd rather Mm. have the camera at least either retrofittable or available in the newer models. I mean, like they have with the three and the Y from the offset. Right. Mm. Um, that, was,
2: that was something that John brought up too. Like maybe if you want to opt into the RoboTaxi fleet. Maybe you have yeah. a camera for your
1: Etherex. Uh, maybe Yeah. Like otherwise, like how do you guarantee yeah. that the interior cabin is, is not compromised with the RoboTaxi mm-hmm. application. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I nothing
0: like have oh. that too. I, mean, I, I don't want, I don't want, uh, somebody who's getting in my car at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night, and then they do the nasty inside the car. I'm like, no, I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> oh, well. Hey,
3: you know That's you, that's know really
1: what? you might market, man.
0: Like
3: self-cleaning. <laughs> like cleaning up an automatic live, stream, live streaming, Nash. You might make some like, extra money.
0: Yeah, uh, no, that, that's <laughs> – uh, yeah. I, I, I know the perfect channel for that. <laughs> it starts with a P. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well. All right. Um so nothing, I mean, so supercharges. we spoke about it. Nothing uh, about pay-per-use supercharging. I mean, right now we're talking about autopilot. So uh, I think this should be the last. We're still in July. And passenger face went. any changes to this thing at all?
2: No, we didn't see anything with FST beta.
1: Um, okay. Uh, was there anything about dynamic brake lights? Did you guys notice if it automatically... Uh, that feature was only released for the EU. I think it was. Uh, I think a few months ago. But we haven't seen sign of it in North America. Do you know if it was inc- incorporated?
2: Which feature is that?
1: Dynamic brake lights.
2: What does that do, though? I that like was.
1: It. I think uh, that, uh, if you uh, slow down really fast, it would flash the, would flash oh. the, the 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 brake lights, right, to indicate that you're you're stopping really fast. Having traveled at a high speed, mm. if you come to a stop. Like if you decelerate rapidly within a certain amount of time, it's gonna flash your um, rear brake lights so that the person behind gets
2: more so aware of the situation,
1: right? right?
2: Yeah, we didn't we didn't hear anything about that or see anything of that because like there was nothing really. I don't true. know if you'd
1: be looking for it though. That's the <laughs> thing. That's that's the thing. If you're not looking for it, you probably won't notice because you're just gonna be braking. Like well, if you guys are going really fast, or FST had to really slam on it, uh, did it blink the rear brake lights?
2: I think we would have to have either a follow vehicle or like on the visualization, probably it would show that, but we didn't see that. I don't think.
1: Okay. They, they um, don't. Yeah, notifications history and stuff is fine. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. All right, August. This was a this was a heavy month. A lot of stuff that came out to us, and. Um, um, Driving visualization improvements was one. It's pretty obvious. I think they're going to keep that as an optional toggle for people who get who get uh, motion sickness looking at that stuff. It looks like something out of a raw video game stream. Like, yeah, um, some people love it, and some people absolutely. It's polarizing. It's very polarizing. I mean, would I want to see I that? It. Kind of, yeah, I it's pretty psychedelic. I mean, would you, you want know, to do, do a daily drive it. with that?
2: The yeah. colors yeah. are a little hard to like decipher quickly because there's so many different colors, but that accuracy is pretty high so if they just dulled it down a little bit probably it would be fine
1: was there any specific there was a, i think wasn't there a change to i mean i'm just going to run through this green light traffic chimes already there normal autopilot speed assist we know we were we were talking about posted speed limits and reading speed signs versus map data uh cruise set speed improvements is something where they've given us an offset um with respect to the posted speed limit one of the the downsides to this particular one is it doesn't speed up When a speed limit changes from a lower one to a higher one, it doesn't accelerate up to the higher speed limit. And I think it's Tesla Tom's channel as well, where he showed a test in the latest firmware that came out and it still doesn't do that. that. Uh, That's a little annoying because you can see like when it's 80, we have it here all the time, 80 changes to hundred kilometers an hour, obviously. Um, And autopilot set speed changes to hundred, but the speed of the vehicle doesn't increase. So you have to manually either manually increase the speed limit or disengage and accelerate up and reset autopilot for it too. That's a little annoying because it slows down automatically. It doesn't speed up automatically. Yeah. Maybe that's by design.
2: So. I, I think we encountered that, but my thought, I, I've heard people post about that. My thought is that maybe, like, is it possible that you manually overrode it or it could be interpreted that you manually overrode it by changing the max speed? Therefore, it's like, okay, well, you chose this. Therefore, I'm going to keep it at that.
1: No, it's max speed. Uh, I have to check whether max speed itself changes to 100. Yeah, when the speed limit changes, or the max speed stays at 80. Because if the uh, max speed stays at 80, obviously it's not going to go faster. Mm. Right. But you would think that's counterintuitive because if the speed limit changes to a higher, you would accelerate. But maybe it's in the algorithm to f- to always be safe, slow down, but never speed up, kind of thing.
2: And the logic has changed there because, like, I've been road tripping a lot. Yeah. Throughout California. And yep. when you engage autopilot, I don't know if it was like two or three updates ago,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it used to be you set your max speed, you engage autopilot, it goes to that. But now it seems like uh, whatever your max speed was, like, let's say I'm going 80 miles per hour and the speed up at 70, yeah. when I engage it, it starts it at the current speed. It doesn't start, you know, where I had it before. Like I right. reset the max to the current speed, which probably that's good for safety, but it's just right. now I have to reset it up again.
1: Right, right. All right. So awesome. I think we're here, guys. Um, we, the last thing we did see, the most recent one we did see was improved yeah. efficiency. Um, and <laughs> hey, this was awesome. Like really the amount of details, uh, the depth yeah. of detail, I think was really amazing. We can't wait for this to, to hit our respective countries uh, and continents in full. Um, all right.
0: The chat, the, chat, the chat was amazing too. They had some fantastic oh, questions. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. I think we were... Uh, handling questions throughout, uh, there you go. Awesome, guys. Uh, does anyone have any closing remarks? Any questions, anything that was unanswered? Hey, I think that we had a couple of questions from Twitter that I'd like to just, uh, uh, there was a question, there's only really like, this is just two questions. EVHQ, this is about batteries though. Think common, you think they could mix and match cells? To address temperature constraints, that
3: would be interesting.
1: Hmm. Now, I, um, I think
0: the, I, th- I think that would be difficult because the the two cells are completely different. One is a tab less model, and the other is a tab model. Tesla wouldn't want to do that because uh, you have uh, we'll have what is it called uh, loading issues between the between the connections. So we wouldn't want that, isn't it? Uh, because the, the the 4680 cell is six times more powerful uh, yeah. than the 2170 cell. So they probably wouldn't want to do that. They, the, what they may do is um, because it's going to be uh, shelled inside the car, uh, mm-hmm. so it's going to be part of the design itself. They may have different thing, I think, or, or, or something else to, or, or uh, different warming uh, of the batteries. Um, different way they warm the batteries may may differ. I think that's that's probably what they do. We don't know what the heat the car those batteries generate. Those those cells are massive. I mean, I have the I have the 2180 cell. This is the 2170 cell. This is the size of the 2170 cell. And I have the, this is the 18, 18650 cell or 1865 cell and I, I'm 3D printing. The other one that is, that is massive. It is so large, yeah. so it huh. it, does, it probably would generate a fair amount of heat. I don't know. I, I don't know what the, batteries
1: you would almost think that it'd be a, th- a thermocouple. I mean, just the amount, the different amount yeah, of heat, know, different um, sizes and thicknesses of batteries you would almost think it's inefficient from a stacking standpoint. You exactly. would, it's, you exactly. can't design a structure that takes the, you would not be able to pack as much density mm. into the whole structure, you would think. But yeah. definitely, I mean, thank you evh tweet, HQ2. Uh, it's an interesting idea, definitely. I mean, mm. Much smarter exactly. people than us are looking into it, I guess.
2: <laughs> I based on the battery day presentation, it seemed like the 4680s handle heat a lot better, if, mm. like from yes. an yes. energy yeah. perspective, because like there's not just one funnel to go through and that yeah. distance. Is much smaller that the energy has to travel from, so I would I don't see why they would mix and match because 4680s will most likely be cheaper and you know mm. made in higher volume, so they're just going yeah. to go like that. But the like I think 4680s, except maybe the exception would be supercharging, but beyond that I think they're always going to be much cooler. Yeah,
1: I know so i know not so. right. I, I yeah. Just another question here, and one more to go. Um, we we spoke about this we spoke about this, um, this. We dealing don't. with snow and adjusting to speed conditions i mean we all are waiting with bated breath as to to see how it actually handles when it's a nievewise okay. um um anyway we'll see obviously rjo71342 we'll get back to you once it comes to canada and we can test and once australia gets snow
2: yeah. <laughs> i don't think anyone in california has tested with snow yet Let me put by no. that way
1: what's up
0: <laughs> road trip <laughs> He he was on the chat for so, so, so long. It is uh, Ray Ray Johnson.
1: Oh, it's Ray. Okay, okay, perfect. Thank you, Ray. Probably he just left, and that's fine. That's fine. okay. That's fine. And um, this is the last one. What's going to be required to get to level five autonomy before ro- and therefore robot taxis?
0: Oh, that's a huge question. That, that 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 needs the entire podcast by itself. That's
2: a yeah.
1: Does it require FSD beta dot yeah. forty three or dot fifty three versus dot thirteen? That's there today. What do you think, Mark?
2: Well, it's called FSD beta for a reason. Like definitely, <laughs> sure. it's not perfect, and there yeah. are a lot of areas for improvement. So that's why they're trying to get feedback. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't try to I wouldn't try to put it in the most complex scenarios right now because they're still testing it. Mm-hmm. So. They're trying to, I think, ease into, okay, this is the next most important edge case, this is the next most important, and so on and so forth until the edge cases are basically few and far between. And a few of the cases where we saw, like, it didn't necessarily do the optimal solution, it adjusted and fixed itself. So, like, in one case, we had a left turn upcoming and we're in like a one lane road. So it got into the left lane, which was a left turn lane, but it was the signal before it needed to turn left, which it could have rerouted most likely. We didn't, we didn't, uh, we just kind of let it see what was going to happen. And it right. stayed in the left turn lane, stopped as it should. It waited for all the cars to pass. And then it's like, OK, I'm in the wrong lane. So once all the cars passed, it went back into the lane and continued on. So it seems like it it knows when it hasn't done something perfect and it's, it's learning. Uh, right. It can adjust on the fly, which is really something that autopilot today, I don't think, can do. So yeah. that was a huge vote of confidence, even though it's like it did kind of make the wrong choice. But then after the fact, it fixed itself. So it wasn't anything too critical where we were worried, um, but it was more like, "Oh, it is actually thinking on the fly and it can understand if something—if there's a better way of doing it."
1: See, that's that's very different. That's a huge step up from the current autopilot, right? Because the current autopilot has its flaws, and you people got to live with their flaws. Yeah. Uh, and for it to learn on the fly is pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's that wraps up our questions. Um, I think it's a wrap, people. Thank you. I think We've done it. Mm-hmm. I think we, yeah. we've done it on a uh, we said 45. And we're in 40,
0: we an hour forty minutes. I think we have a timer at the top. <laughs>
1: I think we're staying true to Elon. We're doing things in Elon time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But um that was good. Um yeah, thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate everyone taking their time. Um thank you, Mark. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks, Nash. Um, I think this yeah. was a fantastic conversation, and I think everybody's really excited to to get their hands at least in up North and down South to get the uh, FSD beta. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of
2: good questions. Sorry? A lot of good questions from everyone too.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you everybody on Twitter. Thank you everybody in the chat uh, for taking the time, staying, asking your questions. Hopefully we were able to good job, do a good job answering them. All right, until the
3: next time. Cheers. Ta-da. Take it easy. Thank you gentlemen. Have a great night. <laughs> bye bye and a good Have morning. Have a good rest of the weekend.
0: Yeah. Ta-ra.
1: See ya.